Hey there, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of E Pluribus Unum. As a reminder, you can find me on Instagram at Conservative Jewish Female or follow my blog, conservativejewishfemale.blogspot.com. Today, I want to talk to you about Amazon Halo. I've been seeing ads for it while watching TV on Amazon, and it is a fitness tracker plus. So it tracks the normal fitness things like your fitness, like how much you're working out, and it also tracks your sleep, which is normal for fitness trackers, but it also does some extra things, which frankly, I find a little creepy. Even just the ads were creepy, and then I looked into it and it was creepier. So in the ad, and there are So far, I've seen two different ads. One of the ads says that Amazon Halo can help you with your mental health so that it will listen to the words you say and your tone of voice, and it can help you figure out what's going on in your mind. And then the second one says how BMI is not the best indication of health, so Amazon Halo instead tracks body fat percentage, and using its fancy technology, it can create a 3D image of your body to help you track your weight. So again, some of what Amazon Halo does is no different from other fitness trackers because it does measure your fitness, though it, it does measure your fitness apparently in a different way than a traditional fitness tracker. So instead of just tracking steps or calories burned, it takes everything all together and gives you points. So you get more points for doing more active things and you actually lose points for being sedentary. And the type of activity is also rated. So things that are more active, like riding a bike, will get you more points than walking, for instance. So it is a little bit more in-depth in that sense. For sleep tracking, it seems to be on par with other sleep trackers, at least from what I read. So it measures how long it takes you to fall asleep, disturbances during the night. It does supposedly measure change in body temperature, which did seem to be a unique feature, at least that I had found. And like other fitness trackers, like a Fitbit, you wear it on your wrist and it tracks all of these things. Where it gets kind of weird is in the two things that it advertised, that those ads were about. So the first one, which is weird, is this body composition and the 3D model it can generate of you. Again, as it says, it measures body fat percentage, which is a better indicator of health and fitness than BMI. So one of the things that it can do, it can generate a 3D model of you. But to do that, one has to take pictures of oneself as stripped down as possible, because when you're covered up with clothes, it can't get as accurate a reading. So down to your underwear, I guess, which is one of the reasons I, I don't know if it's limited to, but it's recommended to people 18 plus, or it might be limited to people who are 18 and over because you do take pictures of yourself And even though Amazon has a privacy policy on this, it does say that they're not selling it and no one else will view it. They do have to have these pictures on file to be able to create the 3D model. So you're taking pictures of yourself in your underwear for Amazon. If that's something you're comfortable with, more power to you, I guess. Seems a little creepy to me. The creepiest part of it, I think, is this that it analyzes your tone of voice to let you know how you interact with others and also to let you know how you're feeling and what your mood is like and what your personality is throughout the day. This is a feature that can be turned off and I'm sure people will turn it off because it apparently that's the thing that really drains the battery the most is the analyzing of the tone of voice. 
But the purpose is so that it can, so that it can tell you those two things. One, how you're feeling and also let you know how you're interacting with others. It records the conversation, but the conversation is deleted. So when you read back the information, it will only tell you the time of day. So at 11 a.m. you were chirpy. At 2 p.m. you were sad. But it won't say at 11 a.m. when you were having this conversation and said these words. So you do have to piece it together a little bit. And you have to speak some sample phrases into it so that it starts to learn who you are and then it it learns as it goes. So it is uh, truly artificial intelligence in that sense because it's learning, which I know we're surrounded by it all the time, but that really just feels so weird. Like it's one thing from my perspective for AI to learn just the facts, ma'am, like literal numbers, and facts and figures. But tracking tone of voice, I think we are letting artificial intelligence get a little too smart. Privacy might also be an issue for some people. Amazon's privacy policy, if you go onto Amazon and you search the fitness tracker band, you can, you can look at their frequently asked questions, but their quick little line says that there are multiple layers of privacy. You can download or delete your data anytime when it comes to your personally identifiable health data, no one will view it without your permission and will never sell it. So they promise that there's privacy. And frankly, with how much we're online these days, our lives are not private. So I understand people's privacy concerns. I would not use it for that. And that would be one of the reasons I wouldn't use it would be, you know, my healthcare information might be online because my doctor is online, but I really don't need Amazon having access to my health information. That's weird to me. Privacy is really not my biggest concern. My biggest concern when watching the ad and then when looking into it is, do we really need an app to help us with this kind of stuff? And how dependent are we on technology for apparently everything now? I've never used a Fitbit. I tried using my phone to count my steps, but I didn't really keep up with it. I understand the desirability of having apps that do all of these things like track our fitness and help us get to sleep better and even help our mental health. I totally understand it because it's right there. It's at our fingertips. It's so easy. But number one, do we need it? As in, are there alternative ways of doing it that might take a little bit longer? but are just as effective? And two, is it actually worse when we turn entirely to technology? Uh, I'm not a Luddite. I think that there are tools that we have as humans, which are very helpful. A lot of these apps and a lot of modern technology, like any tool is neutral, then it's up to us whether we use it for good or bad. So a hammer can be super helpful because we have to build a bookshelf. A hammer can also murder someone. An app can be fun, like Candy Crush, or it can also waste a lot of our time, like Candy Crush. Facebook can be a great way to reconnect with friends from high school or college. It can also be a way to send hateful messages to people somewhat anonymously and online. All of these things that we have at our fingertips can be used for good or bad. And I know that I'm not saying anything new. I just think it's important to remember because some people say social media and smartphones and all these things are really bad. And some people say they're great. I don't think it's one or the other. 
I think it depends on how we use it and how much we come to depend on them and rely on them because we should know how to do things by ourselves. And if we don't know how to do them by ourselves, we should find other people to help us. It just seems to me that there's something wrong with turning to Amazon for help with how do I sound when I talk to people or what is my mental health? If you want the answer about how you sound when you talk to people, talk to people, ask your friends, ask your family. I feel like such a chatterbox. I also often feel like I am too sarcastic and mean. And it is something that concerns me because I don't like being a chatterbox. I really enjoy listening to people. I know, shocking, I'm doing a podcast, but that's a little bit different. And I, sometimes it is fun to be sarcastic and get like just the right cutting remark. And people laugh so much when I do it well, but I want people to think of me as the kind person, not the funny, witty person, or not the sarcastic person. And that is something, so I ask the people around me, and thankfully, people do think of me as the kind person, so that means that that's how I'm usually acting. Maybe I'm more sarcastic in my own mind. It's good, but I asked people in my life, and then I got the answers. Certain people tell me I am a little bit of a chatterbox, so I have been working on, when I'm in group conversations, or definitely one-on-one conversations, asking more questions so that the other person has a chance to talk more than I do. Something I've been working on, and I worked on it because I asked people and they gave me feedback. When it comes to mental health, we have these very cool things called therapists or psychologists or even support groups. There are all sorts of human-based forms of mental health help available, and some of them are certainly more expensive. The Amazon Halo, once you have it, I think it was like $100, but once you have it, you're paying like $4 a month for it. It was a fairly low subscription cost. But of course, that can only tell you how you're sounding and what your mood was. I don't know that it is, at least it doesn't seem to be from what I read. It's not like it's going to give you feedback in a conversation like a therapist would on, okay, why are you acting this way? It's just going to tell you what way you were acting. And then it's up to you to look inside. And it's good for us to look inside at ourselves and think, oh, I was sad earlier, I wonder why. This almost goes back to that article on Book Riot I reviewed last week or so when the author was saying, oh, don't ask your Jewish friends about Judaism, just go find it in a book or just go learn about it yourself. We take the human element out of everything. And I know I probably sound like an old person. I'm not so old, but I'm old enough that I didn't grow up with a cell phone in my hand. So I remember a time before everything was smartphones and social media, and we actually played outside and did things with people. Sometimes people repeat things and they're not true. And then sometimes people repeat things and things become cliches or annoying cliches because they're true. And I do think all the people who lament that kids don't play outside and that people are always stuck to their phones, they might sound like a broken record, but I think they also have a point. We really lose something when we rely on technology, on apps, on inhuman impersonal things to tell us everything about ourselves. As smart as Amazon Halo may be, and it will certainly get smarter the more people use it because it will understand various tones of voice, it can't compensate for real human interaction. Everyone is always talking about more understanding between peoples, and we will not have more understanding between peoples if people aren't interacting with each other. It might be harder. It might take more time. It might even take more money, more energy, all of those things. But it is so worth it to have real conversations with people and to try to do things for ourselves 
instead of having an app do it for us. There's also even a joy sometimes in not knowing things. You know, we're so quick to, if we don't know something, ask Siri or type it into Google really quickly to figure out the answer to something, which, you know, we might want to know what year Dunkin' Donuts started, you know, or who was that actor that played the mom in Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever. But there's a little bit of excitement in not knowing, or at least not knowing right away. Like everything is so instant. You can find out the actor who was the mom, but it doesn't enrich your life. And you might forget it two minutes later. And just like, do we need to know everything? Even more so when it comes to this Amazon Halo, it might give us, well, I guess the thing is it doesn't really give us answers. But what I was thinking is there's something to be said for the journey that we are on, the journey of self-discovery and learning to become a better person. And I understand that Amazon Halo, the purpose is to help us on that journey, but it just feels like a quick fix. Maybe I'm just stubborn. If it really helps people, then good. I'm all for things that truly help people. I just think that we should be cautious and wary of doing everything digitally instead of leaving some things analog. That's all. On to a somewhat different topic for Hanukkah, my wish list, which I hate making, by the way, I hate making wish lists because I enjoy getting gifts, but when I ask people for things as an adult, that feels weird. But I also know that older family members who enjoy giving gifts ask for wish lists because it makes it easier for them. So I do it, but it feels weird. Anyway, on my wish list this year, primarily I had books, books by Jordan Peterson. I had, I wanted a collection by GK Chesterton, a bunch of Jewish books that was on my list. And thanks to my family, I did get a lot of the books on my list. So I've been reading. I'm currently in the middle of Maps of Meaning by Jordan Peterson. I did get that collection by G.K. Chesterton. I also got a few books on the Parsha, one by Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, and one which summarizes the teachings of Nechama Leibowitz on the weekly Parsha. So I've been reading all this stuff, and the more I read, I realize the less I know. And it is so incredible. Not so much that these books are teaching me more knowledge, but that they are teaching me to think and to be aware of my lack of knowledge. And it's really, you know, I started this podcast because I have so many things that I've been wanting to say for years and things that I've wanted to talk about. And when I started, I really thought that I had answers and that I had specific ideas to share with people that would change the world or at least improve it. And I still think that every once in a while that might be true. But the more I do this, the more I realize what this podcast is for me and also for you, the listener, is an opportunity for us to go on a journey together, a journey of learning better values and morals and also of thinking differently and more open-mindedly. And I've, I've just been learning a lot by doing this podcast and I've been thinking more and reading more and I hope that it's doing the same for you. And I said at the beginning, doing this podcast is an act in a way of incredible arrogance. And I think at the beginning it really was because I did think I had something very specific to teach. But now I feel like it's more of a conversation, admittedly one-sided, but it is a podcast after all. I can't have you all here with me. But I do feel like it's more of a conversation that I share with you the things that are on my mind the things that I'm thinking about, and yes, my opinions on them, but I hope you understand that I share them in the hopes that we can all continue thinking about these different topics together, 
you know, if something helps, if anything I say helps myself or someone else come to a better understanding of the world or of themselves or to act in a more positive way, that's great. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really thinking of this podcast now more as a conversation and I guess I'm really grateful that you're all here with me to join me on this journey of learning and becoming a better person. Someday when I've gotten through the G.K. Chesterton collection, I will try to talk about it. I think I'm going to have to read it about 10 times before I fully understand what I'm reading. He was a very intelligent guy. He was writing in the early 20th, late 19th century, so it's a little dense to get through, but he is fascinating, so I highly recommend it. Anyway, I just am looking forward to more conversations. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, always be a little kinder than necessary. Thank you for listening to E Pluribus Unum. I hope today's episode made you think or brought some clarity and positivity to your day. Subscribe to the show to always get the most recent episode directly to your device. Please leave a rating and a review and share the show with your family, friends, or anyone you think might benefit from a little Torah wisdom and conservative thoughts. For more of my thoughts and ideas I share from others, please follow me on Instagram at conservativejewishfemale or read my blog conservativejewishfemale.blogspot.com. The intro-outro music is Chopin's Waterfall Etude. Have a great day!